I believe God's got a word for us tonight. Why don't you go ahead and stand up to your feet? Everybody say, I win. I win. Amen. Now, I have my phone up here, and I don't have it because I'm going to be texting. I have it because uh, blessed is he that finished on time. <laughs> the short-winded shall be invited back. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> when I was pastoring, I would give these guest speakers this little power pack for the microphone. I said, it's also a stun gun. <laughs> you go too long, buddy. I'm going to put you on the ground. <laughs> So I got my watch, I mean, my, my phone, just to know what time, you know, is. And I got it on my, on my wrist, too. It'll tap me. Stop, Harry. Stop, Harry. <laughs> stop it. Amen. Father, we thank you for your goodness. Oh, Father, you're so good. You're so good, Lord. And your mercy endures forever. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. We magnify you, Lord. Yes, we give you the glory. You deserve the glory. You deserve the honor, Father God. There's no God like our God. Hallelujah. We magnify you, Lord. Yes. We shout to you, Lord. We praise you, Father God. Yes. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory, glory, glory to you, Father. Oh, you're so good, Lord. Your mercy endures forever. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, Father, we come before your word with reverence and awe. Father, we don't take it for granted or lightly. It is an honor to be in your house. It's an honor to worship you, to magnify you. And, and Father, it's an honor to sit at your table, to sit at your feet, to receive of your word tonight. Father, you know where we're at. You know what we need. You know what we're facing next week and the next. And you know what's coming in the next year. So fill us up to overflowing. I yield myself, Father, as a vessel. The words I speak, let them be life. Let them be victory. Let it be encouragement, wisdom, and direction from your throne. We honor you, Father, and we honor your work, your word, and we honor you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Now, I'm going to ask you a question, and then I'm going to answer the question. It's one of those. I'm going to ask you a question, and then I'm going to answer the question. So here's the question. Why do we do what we do? Why do we do as a missionary... Why do we pack our bags and go to a foreign country? As a church member, why do we come to church? Why do we tithe? Why do we read our Bible? As ministers, why do we preach the gospel? That's the question. Why do we do what we do? And here's the answer. Because we're on a mission. Everybody say, we're on a mission. We're on a mission. Everybody say, I'm here, I'm here on purpose. Because I have a purpose. Listen to me, the reason that why we're doing what we're doing as Christians, as believers, is because God's got a plan and God's got a purpose. And he has an assignment for you and I upon this earth. And listen to me, as a Christian, as a born again believer, my goal is not to get to heaven. Listen to what I'm saying. My goal is not to get to heaven. Why? Because I already have heaven as my home. The reservations have been made. The light is on. Amen. Now listen to me, it's not arrogant, it's not prideful. 
Heaven is my home. So I'm not trying to get to heaven. I'm going to heaven. Amen. Amen. But listen to me. On my way to heaven, there will be responsibilities. There will be assignments. There will be missions that God has for every single one of us in the body of Christ. If it wasn't that way, the moment we got born again, he would just snatch us out of the earth and take us home. But he leaves us here because we're here on purpose. Amen. Amen. Say amen. amen. Look at Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. And we're going to look at verse 10. It says, for we are his workmanship. Ever say, I belong to him. The apostle Paul says, no longer I that liveth, but Christ that liveth in me. Amen. You know, I have died and now I live for him. Amen. amen. Say amen. amen. This says, for we are his workmanship created. Now look at this. Look at this. Created in Christ Jesus. Uh oh, we don't like this. Uh oh, created in Christ Jesus unto what? Good works, which he has before ordained that we should walk in them. So we're here on purpose because God's got a plan and assignments and missions that things that he wants us to do upon this earth. Here it says he were created for good works. Now listen to me. Works don't save me. My works don't save me. The only work that brought salvation into my life is the work of my big brother. Jesus Christ dying upon the cross, his work and his work alone has brought salvation in my life. Amen. Amen. But from that work of salvation, I've received that salvation into my life. Now that I am saved, I work out my salvation. There are things that God wants to do through my life. And a lot of times, listen to me, a lot of times we in the body of Christ, we focus on the blessings. And I'm not against the, I believe God wants to bless you, you and your children more and more. Just because you're in God's family, there are blessings coming your way. Amen. 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 But how many you know on the other side, there's also responsibilities. And sometimes we just focus on the good things and there are good things. Amen. Just because you're a child of God, I mean, God wants to richly give you all things to enjoy. Amen. Amen. Now, my wife and I, we met at Rama Bible Bridal Training Center <laughs> many years ago, many moons ago. We met there and I think it was spring break. We went out to visit her folks. We had I met her parents and we were engaged and they didn't know it yet. <laughs> I know I did it wrong. I did it wrong. I did it wrong. I did it wrong. But they knew, they knew, they, they knew, but, you know, I did it wrong. Anyway, so I went out to meet the rest of the family. And we drove from Tulsa all the way to Colorado. Thank God for airplanes. Amen. Amen. I love to fly. Ah, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. But we get there, and the next day, we get in my wife's car, and she says, I need gas. And I said, okay, we'll go to, we'll go to the gas station. She said, no, take my car to my dad's shop. Her dad owned a construction company. And she said, my dad has gas pumps because he fills up the work vehicles. So let's go there and get gas. I said, okay. So I pulled up into the, to the lot at his, at his shop, at his business, and there was. There was a gas pump out there, kind of like 7-Eleven. I thought, that's pretty cool, really cool. So I get out, and I pump the gas because I'm a gentleman. <laughs> I did. I get out and pump the gas. And then she gets in the car, and I said, well, aren't we going to go in and pay for it? She said, oh, no, no, no. It's my daddy's. 
and what's my daddy's is mine. I thought, oh, I like that. I like that. She said, what's my daddy's is mine. I thought, I like that. I like that. I said, well, when we come back this summer and we take my car, can I go get gas? She said, you're not in the family yet. <laughs> she really did. She said, you're not in the family yet. How <laughs> I many you know there's blessings just because we're in the family of God? Amen. God wants to bless your life, you and your children. Amen. But also just because we're in the family of God and we have salvation already, heaven is our home, we have responsibilities to do. Amen. God is looking for people that will say, yes, Lord, use me. Let your will, let your plan, let your purpose be done from my life. Amen. Amen. I always pray this out of the little statement of the Lord's prayer. Let thy kingdom come, that thy will be done in this earth, in my life. Have your way in me. I surrender to you, Lord. And I believe God is looking for people that will rise up and accept the assignments, the mandates, the missions that God has. The things that God wants to accomplish here upon this earth. Amen? Amen. And everybody, and we'll get into it just in a moment, but I, I'm going to jump ahead. Just a moment. Everybody has a part in the family of God. Amen. And sometimes we exclude ourselves. But God includes us in the body of Christ. And I miss it. In the natural standpoint, they say that you can do without some of your body members, your tonsils, things like that. Well, I like all my body members. <laughs> I, you know, I want to keep everything. Hallelujah. Praise God. But in the body of Christ, there's no spare parts. Amen. amen. Say amen. amen. Now, go with me to Matthew. Matthew chapter 5, and we're going to look at this. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, it makes this statement. Jesus is speaking here. He says here that you are, listen to this, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill. Now let's back up. Jesus is speaking here and he's making a declaration over your life and my life that right now in this world that's upside down, this world that is dark, this world that is perverted. I mean, no, you and I are the light of God in this earth. Amen. Amen. We're not going to be the light. This is our identity. It really is who we are. And sometimes we in the body of Christ, we think that we're second class citizens, that we're nobody of importance. But God right here in this verse is giving you your identity and you are the light of this world. Amen. Amen. Everybody say, I am the light. light. Come on, say it like you mean. Say, I am the light. light. Turn to your neighbor and say, you are the light. Turn to the other name and say, you be the light. light. Listen to me. Jesus said, as long as I'm in this earth, as long as I'm in this world, I am the light. But right now, he's at the right hand of the Father making intercession for you and me. And so right now, here in this earth, you and I are the light of heaven. Amen. Amen. And I won't get there. I won't get there. Look at the very next verse. The very next verse. Hallelujah. Praise God pretty good when you get excited about your own message. (laughs) If you can't get excited about it, nobody else will. Hallelujah. Praise God. Just preach myself. I may send myself an offering. Hallelujah. Praise God. (laughs) Good preaching here. Good preaching here. Good preaching. 
Uh, stop it, stop it, stop it. Nice knowing you guys won't be back again. <laughs> He's like, who is this guy? Anyway, verse 15, verse 15. Everybody say, verse 14 gives us our revelation of who we are. Everybody say, I am the light. Yeah, yeah, that's who you are. It's not who you're going to be. It's who you are right now in this earth. Amen. Amen. Now look at verse 15. It says, neither do man light a candle and put it, everybody say under. Under. Under a bushel, but on a candlestick that it may give light to all that are in the house. So right here it says, verse 14 says, you are the light. And in verse 15 he's saying, don't cover your light. We live in a world right now that is trying to extinguish trying to get us to back off the gospel of Jesus Christ, trying to get us to be intimidated, trying to get us to be bashful and to be shy and to back off and to cover our life. But how you know I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation. Amen. Yeah, I'm not going to back up. I'm not going to back off. I'm going to stand upon the word of God and I'm not going to cover my light. Amen. This world is going to try to get us to give up our life and, you know, kind of just tone it down just a little bit. But my Bible says that that they're righteous. We're going to shine brighter and brighter. When the world gets darker, how many know we need to shine brighter and brighter? I mean, don't be intimidated. And there's going to be persecution. The Bible says all those that live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Now, just to me, I'm not prophesying it. But let me tell you what, it's going to happen because darkness doesn't like the light. Had somebody years ago, years ago, years ago say, Pastor Harry, before I was a Christian, the devil didn't have any problems. I didn't have any problems with the devil. But when I got born again, it's just like he won't leave me alone. I said, because you switched teams. That's right. He didn't like you switching. He was you're on his team. But when you switched team, he didn't like that. But how many know we can't let it? persecution. We can't let the darkness make us back off the word of God and be in the light that God wants us to be. And listen to me, there's going to be persecution. And I like to say it's not going to happen, but I'm going to say it's going to happen. So the really question is this, are we going to back up? Are we going to stand on the word of God and be the light that God wants us to be? Are we going to let the world cover our light? Are we going to be intimidated and shy and think our light's not important. And I could preach a long time on that right there. Many people are just so intimidated and they think their light is not. Your light is important. Your life is significant. Your life, your light, your life needs to be shining for the glory and the power of God. Amen. So what do you got to do? They got to make the decision that I'm not going to back up. I'm not going to back down. I don't care what problem, what difficulties come my way. I don't care what mountain tries to face. I'm not going to give up. When our son was in the hospital there in Tulsa, Oklahoma, at St. Francis Hospital, he had a you know, 12-hour surgery. I mean, just only 14 years, 13, I think he was, years old. He turned 14 the next month. And, you know, but I was just like, but he came too. And I said, Brian, well, I really don't know what all this means right now. I said, you know, we may have to go through the treatment and things like this. I said, but listen to me. Don't you give up on us. Yes, amen. Don't you give up on us. I said, we didn't pick this fight, but we're going to win this fight. Yes. And I said, I said, I said, this is not your fight. 
This is mom and daddy's fight. The devil's tried to stop us with all these things and different things and finances and everything else. And this is just another thing. We're going to whoop the devil. Amen. amen. Say amen. amen. Look at Ephesians. Excuse me. Look at Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter, excuse me, chapter 20. The apostle Paul is in prison. And listen to what he says. He says, now behold, I go bound in the spirit to Jerusalem. So in other words, he's I'm going led by the spirit of God in Jerusalem. The spirit of God is leading me to go there. And he says, not knowing the things that shall befall me there. In other words, I don't really understand fully, comprehend everything that's going to go on, but I'm going on mission. I'm going on assignment to Jerusalem. I'm going led by the Spirit of God. Then in verse 23, he says, say that the Holy Spirit witnesses in every city. Everybody say every city. city. Now, it's interesting to see the Holy Spirit witness them, not just in a few cities, but in every city. This was going to happen, saying that bonds and afflictions are going to abide me there. Now, think about this. The Apostle Paul had great revelation from God. And he said, I'm going to Jerusalem, not really understanding everything that's going to transpire, but I'm on a mission. I'm on mission. I'm on assignment. And the Holy Spirit has witnessed in my heart that in every city. Wow. In every city, there's going to be hardship. There's going to be persecution. But look what he said. This is our determination right here. In verse 24, he says, none of these things move me. Everybody say, it doesn't move me. me. Just a while back, probably, I guess it was maybe October. We have um, three grandsons now. And the middle one, Rylan, was in the back seat of the car, in a car seat. Okay. I've got to clarify that. And he was singing. And I don't know what he was singing. And I just thought, what is that? He was saying, Shine, 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 no. Shine, 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 no. I thought, what is that? And then my wife started singing with him. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Come on. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Not going to let Satan blow it out. No! I like that. I like that. Amen. So I asked my daughter to send me a video of him singing that song. And what she sent me wasn't appropriate to show you. <laughs> this is what he was when the video is, you know, didn't have the impact that I wanted to have. But it was singing. He was singing, Rudolph, Rudolph, no. <laughs> I mean, you know, we got to make the decision. That we're not going to let anything, any problem, any difficulty stop us. And we're not going to cover our light. We're not going to water down our light. We're going to be the light that God's called us to be in the lost and dying world. Amen. Now, go back with me over there to Matthew chapter 5. Verse 14 says, you are the light. Everybody say, I am the light. Verse 15 says, don't you cover that light. He's given us a warning. And give us a mandate. Don't you cover that light. Don't you cover it or let anything cover your light. Then in verse 16, he gives us a mission. He says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. Amen. And that is the mandate that we have as Christians is to let the light that we have to shine in this dark and dying world. 
Why are we here? Because we're on a mission. We have a purpose. We have a plan. God wants to use every single one of us in the body of Christ. He wants us to use us for his glory. Now go with me to Isaiah chapter 60. The reason that we buy light bulbs at home and in this church is so they can give us light. The reason for our light is to shine in darkness. Amen. Amen. Everybody say shine. shine. Everybody say no. no. The devil's not going to blow my light out. Everybody say no. no. You need to practice that sometimes. Amen. <laughs> Just say no in Jesus name. The devil wants to make you back up. Do, 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 do. Just stand up and say no. Amen. Heard one minister in his earlier years. He struggled not, not, not as a preacher before he got saved. He struggled with drinking. You know, and he said he was saved. Then he got saved and called to the ministry. And then he was driving in a car with another pastor, traveling guy, driving in another car. And he said, I never had to really desire for alcohol again. He said, but I saw a bulletin board on the, on the way to church. And he said, the flesh kind of rised up. And, I, and that just thought was, oh, I remember those days. Oh, and all of a sudden out of his mouth, he said, no. I mean, you just got to remind yourself and remind the devil. No. Everybody say No. Somebody need to hear that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1. It says, arise and what? Shine. Arise and? Shine. Come on, one more time. Arise and? Shine. For thy light is come and the glory of the Lord is what? Risen. Risen. Everybody say, upon me. upon me. I like that. Amen. Everybody say, shine. shine. Then in verse 2. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth. How many are we seeing that right now, aren't we? Then it goes on to say, gross. Everybody say gross. gross. King James says, gross darkness, the people. You think it's gross right now? People are so confused in our world. They don't even know what gender they are. And it's going to, you think it's gross right now? It's going to get grosser. But look at this. But, but, everybody say but. but. You know, there's going to come a day and an hour that we're not here anymore. And it's going to be really dark. But how many know we're here for a purpose? Yes. And to be that light in darkness. Amen. Everybody say, God wants, to use me. God wants to use me. Let's go back up to verse 2 again. It says, for behold, darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. Now look at this. But, everybody say but. That, that means something else is coming. Don't stop there. Oh, it's going to be so bad. No, no, no. Hang on, honey. There's going to, something good's coming. Amen. But the Lord shall what? Arise. Arise upon thee. And his glory shall be seen upon thee. I believe the day and the hour that we're living in, it is time to rise up and be the church that God has called us to be. Not to back up, not to buckle under the pressure, not try to be politically correct, but biblically correct. Amen. Amen. And to let our light shine in darkness. Amen. Amen. You know, John chapter, John chapter 3, verse 16, we won't take time with there. You know the verse. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. But verse 17 said God didn't send his son to condemn the world. Our light, we're not sitting in judgment. We're showing them the way. 
And you and I in the body of Christ, if we're not the light, if we're not the light of God, I mean, how will the darkness know? He's wanting to use us in the body of Christ. And sometimes we in the body of Christ, we limit the light that we have. We put it under a bushel. We don't think it's important. We don't think it's valuable. We don't think it's needed. The devil has beat too many people up in the church and saying, you're not significant. But I want to tell you, and I want to tell you loudly, your light matters in this earth. God has you here on a purpose and he has you here on a mission. Amen. Glory to God. Woo, glory to God. I'm going to send that guy a double offering. Amen. Philippians, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. I should be done in the next hour. Hallelujah. <laughs> I was preaching in, in um, Kentucky last, this last Sunday, and I got done early. The pastor gave me a time. Again, I followed the time. I've been in the ministry for too long. I know, I know, I know. I followed the time. I do. I follow the time. And I got done early. And he got up and he says, Harry, you're going to make me look bad. <laughs> My church can think, it can be done. <laughs> I got a pastor friend in, 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 in Denver, Colorado, and he says, Harry, go as long as you want. That way, next week when I come and preach, I'll say, oh, thank you, pastor, for not preaching like Harry. He preaches too long. <laughs> stop it, Harry. Stop it. Okay, Philippians. The Apostle Paul. He's in prison. And in verse one, he says, for I know, verse 19, I'm sorry, chapter one, verse 19. For I know that this shall turn to my salvation. He's saying, I know this is going to turn to my deliverance, my freedom. And he gives two factors that's going to happen. The apostle Paul, the great man of God, contributes his deliverance from that prison by two things that's going to happen. Number one was through your prayers and the supply of the Spirit. Now, I like it that he didn't just say through the power and the grace of God and how wonderful man of God that I am. No, he gave value to the prayers of the saints. He said, in other words, I can say it this way. He said, I'm going to get deliverance over this right now that I'm going through by two supplies, your supply and the supply of heaven. So what does that tell me? You got a supply. Amen. Every single child of God has a supply. And sometimes we limit the power and the ability and the light on the inside of us. But God wants to use every single one of us. Amen. Now. I got four kids. My daughter was in Raymond when we went to Guatemala and she wanted to quit and come to Guatemala. I said, no, baby, you need to finish what you're doing. And so she did. She finished Raymond. And then she, while she was there, she went on to college and she graduated and she came to Guatemala. And then the boys grew up and they started coming back one by one. And they went to Oral Roberts University. And just a few years ago, um, the last one, the caboose. The uh-oh, the surprise. <laughs> he really was a surprise, but a good surprise, good surprise. Really was a good surprise. But he was, we were done, put a fork in it. We were done. And he came along. Then he, a few years ago, he, he, he graduated from ORU. And so Oral Roberts is going to have to find somebody else to pay the light bill. Because <laughs> I'm done, baby. Hallelujah, praise God. Amen. But if you've ever been to Tulsa, they have, Oral Roberts was a great healing evangelist. 
And he, they got a life journey through his, you know, they got a, a particular, they show his ministry and being raised up and from a deathbed and healing evangelists and all that. And one of the last things that you go through, through the journey of faith at, at ORU to see his ministry is you go down this corridor and it's dark and you don't really know, know, you know what, what you're doing, but you go down this corridor and it's a room in the circle and you're supposed to get in the circle and you're supposed to hold hands. And maybe, well, maybe eight to 12 people in the room, and it's dark. And then you hear Oral Roberts' voice to raise up students to go where the light is dim and my voice is not heard. Then you see a doctor, and there are mirrors behind you, and you see a doctor, a nurse, a businessman, a housewife, and just every day, can I say it that way? Every day, people like you and me, not ministers, it's not a seminary. It's a college, a Christian college, to raise up everyday people to go into their world. And sometimes we in the body of Christ, we have the ideal it's just a minister. But really, if we, we didn't take time to turn there, but over, over there in Ephesians, it says that the ministry gifts were given to edify, to strengthen us, to perfect us, to grow us, to mature us, and also to train us for the work of the ministry. And listen to me, I don't know what occupation you may be. I don't know what career you may have. But every single one of us are in the army of God. Amen. And God wants to ev- use every single one of us. We need good Christian teachers. Amen. We need good Christian lawyers. Amen. We need good Christian pilots. We need good, uh, good Christian bus drivers. Every occupation doing what God's called them to do. Listen to me. God's got a plan. God's got a purpose. God's got a mission for your life. It will be different than my life. It's different than my life. I'm called to the nation of Guatemala. And sometimes it changes where God wants you to move and God wants you to flow in. We were youth pastors. We were pastors. And then God put it in our heart to go to Guatemala. I mean, God is looking for people that will say, yes, Lord, here am I. Use me. In the day and the hour that we're living in right now in this earth, God needs vessels that will be available and say, Lord, my life, my talent, my ability, my resources are yours, Lord. And I'll close with this story. My father-in-law is in heaven now. And he had a construction company, I told you earlier, in Colorado. He built gas stations and he built um, um, fire stations and different things, primary gas station. Very successful. And um, he, he sent his daughter, uh, my, my wife, but, you know, my wife's sister, to Rhema, and she found a husband. And then she sent his daughter, you know, the younger one, and she found a really good husband. <laughs> I walked into one of the classrooms and a voice from heaven, a light came down and she said, this is your husband. Mary. No, I didn't happen. <laughs> stop it, stop it, stop it. Well, then later on, later in life, my father-in-law wasn't called to the ministry, but he loved ministers. And he gave so many cars away and just blessed ministers and took care of ministers and just really loved ministers. And the Lord, he just had in his heart to go to Ramah. And so they did. They went to Ramah. And they met a couple there at Ramah, and they met a lot of people and, at Ramah, and they were just really, you know, had, they were outgoing and everything else. And they were, had this couple, and they met with them and on a regular basis and prayed and just really enjoyed being with them. And then they went through their first year, and then the second year you have to register for the classes again. And so they're in line, 
my father-in-law and my mother-in-law are in line getting ready to register for school. And they notice the gentleman's there, but his wife's not there. And they said, well, where is she at? And they said, and he said, the, the guy said, well, you know, um, you know, it's just going to be me this year going. And my father-in-law wouldn't take no for the answers. Well, what do you mean? Well, it's just what we've decided to do. And he goes, well, why, why, why? And then finally the guy said, well, it's not in the budget for us both to go this year. I'll go this year. And, you know, he didn't know, but they had an argument that morning, you know, who was going to go. And the wife says, you go. And the husband says, no, you go. And so she won. <laughs> so she sent her husband. And so he, my father-in-law said, no, no, we can't have that. We can't have that. So he went up to the missions office and paid for her to go to school that year. That's an assignment from heaven. And I just preached for that pastor two weeks ago. And then this last Sunday, I preached for his son. See, sometimes we think it's got to be the pulpit. It's got to be this. It's got to be that. I mean, oh, God wants to use every single one of us. I don't know your assignment. I don't know the vision. I don't know the plan that God has for your life. But I know this. God has a destiny upon your life. And you're here on purpose. And if you're a part of this church, this church needs your light. If you're serving in any capacity in this church, I want to say, I'm not your pastor, but I want to say this. Thank you for letting your light shine. If you're serving in sound, if you're serving in children, if you're parking cars, whatever you're doing, you are touching eternity. Amen. And just think about the seeds and the generation. My father-in-law gave that natural money for that pastor wife to go to school. And they started a church in Lexington, Kentucky. And they got a wonderful, wonderful church that's touched the world. And their little boy, Jay, was just a little seven-year-old kid when his parents were going to Raymond. But he saw that grace and that call upon their life. And then he grew up and went to Raymond. Now he's got a church. I mean, oh, God can change people's lives. Amen. Go ahead and stand up to your feet. If you're here and you serve, I want to say thank you. And if you're here and you don't serve and you're part of this church, I want to tell you there's a place for you. You need to come to the leadership. There's a place for you. You can serve and you can touch. And, you know, if you're serving in the nursery, I mean, you're touching eternity. Amen. Say amen. amen. Go ahead and lift your hands. Father. Oh, Father, I thank you for this house, for everyone that is here. For touching and using and flowing through our life. Just keep your eyes closed right now. I want you to say this with me. Say, I'm here on purpose. I'm here on purpose. Because I have a purpose. Say, I'm the light of heaven. And I'm not going to cover my light. I'm going to let my light shine. I'm going to shine in darkness. And people will see my good works. And glorify my Father. Thank you, Father. Here am I, Lord. Use me for your glory. Now, thank him right now. Father, thank you. Ah, oh, thank you, Father. Yes, use us, Lord. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done in our life. Have your way, Lord. Here we are, Lord. We make the commitment, Lord. 
We're going to take the natural things, the things that you gifted us with, and we're going to put it with your supernatural. And we'll see great and mighty fruit come into your kingdom, Father. We'll stop the darkness by being the light. Thank you, Father, for using every single one of us. In the mighty name of Jesus, we are the light, Father. Use us for your glory. Use us, Father. Yes. Yes, use us, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Now look at me. Say, I'm going to let my light shine. Come on. Come on. Do it. Come on. Come on. Come on. I'm going to let my light shine. And say, I'm not going to let the devil. Come on. Blow it out. Say, I'm not backing up. And I'm not backing off. And I'm not going to cover my light. Here I am, Lord. Use me. I will shine for your kingdom. Amen.